At the end of the day, just don't get ducks. No, get ducks. <laughs> Episode 17. Holy moly. We've done 17 of these. We're, we're getting there. Yeah, we've got like, I don't know, seven followers. <laughs> There's a handful of people that listen to this. Yeah, hopefully we can grow more. We'll see. What's the plan? We're using Acast for this podcast, and they offer a website that will have a individual page for every episode, and that'll help with people finding us. Because I think we're kind of screaming out into the void in a way. Yeah, because half the time I forget to post on the social medias. Not that I forget, I just I don't have time. I don't have time. Well, it gets real busy on a farm, and, and you end up thinking, I gotta do that, I gotta do that. As soon as I put all this down, I'll go do that. And then it doesn't happen because something else happens. So it's like, uh, yeah. And then you finally get a minute and the goats do something cute and you stop and look at them and then you forgot. Yeah. <laughs> or if I, there are days where I'm like, oh, I'll just post. And if there's like multiple posts, that is why because I'm trying to catch up for the week. I just do it all in one day. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> The, the main news, I guess, we, we struggle for topics. Well, we don't we do. struggle for topics. We do. We sit here and go, what, what are we going to talk about today? And It's more of, we're so tired, what do we want to talk about? Not that there's a lack of topics for farming. Oh, yeah, but we, we actually struggle with it. We sit here and try to figure out what we're going to do today. It's like, what's for dinner? I mean, time, time age question. Age old question. Age old question. Yeah, I should mention that because Kara is a chef, what we're going to have for dinner is a, a very important question that's almost unanswerable until just before dinner. There are some days where I have a craving and I'm like, oh, I'll make this. But most of the days I'm too tired to care and I really don't want to make dinner. And then I have to make dinner. So. And then... There's days where she does kind of have a chance to think about it earlier, and she'll take like a pizza dough out. Oh, yeah. I should have taken a pizza dough out. <laughs> that would have been good for today. That right? would have been great. Pizza would have been nice. It gets it gets crazy. It gets busy. There's, there's a lot we're trying to do this summer, and every year we we try to pack way too much stuff into the warmer months, and it gets tough, and... Because we're not in our 20s, it, it's it's difficult to get a farmhouse with land when you're young enough to really go out there and do all kinds of stuff, you know, and, and not have... I Actually, actually, it's, I don't think it's the age thing, because I'm not reaching my physical limit and, and unable to do it. I'm reaching a time limit and unable to get things done because I don't have enough hours. Yeah, so, if there are more hours in the day, I would be able to get... So much done. And one would say, just wake up earlier. Uh, I wake up at 12.30 in the morning some days, and I still don't get my list done. So. She almost, on a bake day, she almost gets up yesterday. Yeah. Which makes you exhausted, and you want to take a nap. Do I have time for a nap? Nope. But we do have a different <laughs> attitude about time, because we're not in our 20s. We're, we're older. So Speak for we, yourself, We want to... <laughs> You're not in your 20s. Jeez. Well, I'm not, but... But the, the point is... Food. <laughs> the, the point is we don't have 
like if we were 25 years old, we would be content with doing some small thing every summer on this property and chipping away at it. Well, you would try to do everything at once, but the point is we would have 20 years to get to the point where we're at now. If we were on the same property all this time, the stuff that we could do every summer would be plenty, and by now it would have added up, and we'd have all this stuff set up. But because we're starting a little older, we want to, we want to do more uh, per year. And Kara is kind of like that anyway, as you may have guessed. She wants to do all the things right now, and it's just I have to remind her that there's only so many hours, <laughs> there's only so much money. You want to build a fence. You're going to purchase T-posts, and those are like 6 or $7 a piece, and you're going, to, you're going to need a lot of them. Every roll of fence is a few hundred bucks. It's, it's, it's money to do all of this, and you can only gather up so much of it at once, and then you have to have the time to do it. So there's only so much you can do in a year. And then winter comes, and you're just trying to maintain and get through the winter. Yeah, although this, I don't even know when summer technically begins, but we're halfway through. Most way. We're past, technically past mud season. Yeah, but we're in mid-June, and we had a couple of hot days that were weird, but it's been like raining and 50 degrees. We've been getting rain. (laughs) It's been 50 like in the evening, and it's been some some days in the 70s during the day, but then the 60s. And it basically it's been raining for a good solid week and a half, like two weeks. Uh, I feel like it's been over that, but it's we, we have a guy that wants to get our bedding and he's gonna compost it on his property. But he's try he's been trying for like two weeks to get here. First week everything was so wet here I couldn't tear the place up with my tractor. I did I didn't want to mess it up. And then the second week, I thought I think this place might be okay, but his big trailer was in the mud, so he couldn't get his trailer. So we're having Trouble coordinating because of the weather. Yeah, it's this is an extremely wet part of the year, and it's it wetter gets, than most, which hopefully doesn't mean we'll have a super dry August because we should have been getting rain buckets and whatnot. But yeah, we're trying to happen. we're doing as much as we can. <laughs> eventually, we've mentioned this in other shows. We're eventually going to get a bunch of large water containers and like big old tanks and just fill them up in mud season and in the wet season. As soon as things are no longer frozen, we just fill them up from the hose and not necessarily from rainwater because everything that comes out of our hose, this is cool. It all goes through our ultraviolet filter under the house. So the, any microbes have been zapped by the ultraviolet. So the water is clean and already treated. So we're going to get a couple of really big containers and fill that up in the wet season. And then when the dry season comes, we'll use that water. Kind of time travel the water to the dry season. But that's enough small talk. Let's get to today's topic. <laughs> Duck explosion. Duck explosion. We, we started with four ducks, two Pekins and two Mallards. The Mallards... The mallards were a mistake. Well, I love them, but you wanted mallards because they were cute, and we didn't know better. Yeah, we didn't know better, but they're also the wildest and most willful, and they can fly. Yeah. And everything was cool until they started flying around the neighborhood and bothering the neighbors. 
and then I trim their wings and now they're fine. But I'm going to have to trim their wings every time they molt. So that's kind of a chore. And we don't have any more mallard girls left. They've all... We've, we've lost them. We lost um, them. When mallard females, and this is before I started trimming wings, I may have been able to keep them all if I had been trimming wings all this time. And the so, whole reason we had all of those uh, ducks is because Delphi hatched all of them. Except we hatched ferns, but turned we, out he's we hatched, a boy. But, we hatched uh, one on our own, but yeah, we, we allowed a mallard to get broody uh, and stand her nest. And we thought we ha she'd hatch one or two. She hatched all 14. So we wound up with a bunch of mallards. And they're flying all, all over the property. It was kind of neat. Uh, but that means the females can build a nest anywhere. They can go out into the woods. They can go neighbor's property. They can go anywhere and build a nest. And because they leave, they don't come back at night to go in the house. They end up on their nest somewhere. And that means they have to defend that nest. Predators end up getting them. There's there's things that live out in the woods. There's a bobcat lives around here, and if a duck is protecting a nest, she's not going to fly away like she normally would. So all the girls that refuse to come back um, reliably so I can trim them were lost. Um, anybody that didn't want to come back in the house was lost. So we're now down to the mallards that reliably go back into the house at night. And we also lost some money. Uh... Favorite ducks. Not to say that mallards weren't my favorites, but they were a little more antisocial. Right. You're talking about the Welshies. So we lost the Welshie, Dalky, and then during the day, too. I have no idea. No idea what got There's her. some kind of, I don't know what it was, whether it was a some kind of, I don't know what lives out here, but could have been a weasel or something. We had fenced all around, and the goats were... Right next to her. I don't understand what happened. Something was underneath the goat house, and I guess she stuck her face under there, and it grabbed her. It's the second time I found a duck at that spot by the um, by the the goat house. It's it's a ten by twenty building, and it's sitting on a number of four by four beams. That's just the the footing of it. And so between those four by fours is a place where a critter can be. And I'd put rocks in there. To, we had a pad to, with rocks. No, it's a gravel pad that the whole building is sitting on. Yeah. But the building itself is sitting on four by the, the bottom of it. Yeah. The structure is four by. So between the gravel ground and the floor of the building, you got like four inches because of the four by fours. And I'd, I'd put like gravel in there, but... Things dig through it. So after after this, the second time we found a duck there that had been uh, lost, I went and got cinder blocks and you know dig through this sucker. And so now there's cinder blocks all around that. We're gonna. And I ordered floodlights, which haven't arrived yet. So we're midigating. We're gonna make it. We're gonna get electrical. Fencing for the outside of our fence, which is unusual, but that's what we're gonna do. <laughs> the the little plastic holders are not even made to go on the outside of the fence. They're made to go on the inside. It's the way they clip to the T post. Uh, so there'll be an electric fence episode where I talk about how to do that because I'm gonna have to do it in an unusual way. But <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> in any case, we're we're mitigating for predators, and yeah. we haven't had any trouble again recently. 
because we've been covering up all the hidey holes, but it doesn't happen every day, you know, so. So, but it's still scary, and if you have little ones running around, it's, you even, you just want to keep an eye on everything, and it's more scary, because we also lost Killarney, who was on a nest that was our own fault, that we should have brought her in, knowing. Yeah, whenever a duck gets broody, don't let them sit on a nest out there. <laughs> On your yeah. property, even if you're fenced in. Yeah. Because uh, something will come get them. There's also owls and other stuff. So just don't don't, uh, don't let them. I thought she was hidden enough and it's still heartbreaking. And it's just... So we're down to, we didn't have enough females. So Kara ordered what. Uh, this was before though. But yeah, yeah but, but I'm recapping. Yeah, I ordered 10 females, different breeds of ducks. Like I ordered... Uh, more runners because I love runners, but different uh, colors. I got chocolate and white, and then. So we, we've got those ten. We've talked about those in yeah. other episodes. So we've yeah, got those so ten that we've mentioned in the past. Now they are teenagers. They're they're basically adolescents. They finally they're... moved out of the house. We're at the time of year where they don't have to be fully super feathered and bulletproof before they go outside it's warm enough that they've got enough coverage that they can be outside well, most of them are feathered or feathers are there they just if it was like 30 degrees at night then they would still have to come in yeah at night but because they, they get all their feathers and then it kind of it, there's a, it's, it's a little while before their feathers are 100 percent before they can just like Resist all the weather. Yeah, and they grow so big so fast, but their feathers don't come in. But when they grow so fast, that means they're pooing so much. So you, you reach this point where you can't <laughs> quite let them outside, but you, they're making such a mess that you want to put them outside right it's now. It's like so gross and stinky. And then the chickens are outside... But they're too small to roam by themselves, so they're still enclosed. They're in the adolescent phase. They're 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 big enough that they can't get through the two by four grid, but they could still stick most of their head through. And there's gaps in some of the gates, so we're gonna wait. Let them get a little bigger, so they're in yeah. a little. And they're little, um, and a predator could easily just take them. So we're gonna wait a little bit until yeah. they're bigger. So. So they're in a five by five enclosure, and at night they're inside the chicken coop in a little wire. Like it, it's like a it's the tiniest chicken run ever. It's meant to go <laughs> on the side of a chicken coop, and when you look at it, you're like, "That's not a chicken run. That's no. crazy." Why would you? That's a a gel cell. It's like yeah. a chicken can pace back and forth a couple of steps, but unless you have like one. Which you can't have just one chicken. You need at least two or three. But for these guys, just as a place to sleep, it works. And then during the day, they're in a larger place. So we've got all these birds coming around. Yes. Now, the chickens are very controlled because there's no rooster. The ducks have males. So a while back, Kara wanted to incubate some more eggs. And some chickens were broody, so she put some duck eggs underneath some chickens. And we've talked about that a couple of times and, yes. and how, how we've hatched a few. So let's just go over the list of everything we've hatched <laughs> from this endeavor. From this year. <laughs> so we found... So Ardra hatched two 
ducklings, um, Millie and Bucky. Right. One of them is clearly a runner Pekin mix because she got big. She's so big. Hopefully it's a she. We say she in the hopes that they're she's. So. All the ones that were hatched here, we have no way mm -hmm. of knowing if they're male or female until they get old enough to exhibit behaviors or, yeah. or grow what's called a drake feather, which is on their butt. It's a little <laughs> curly feather on the very end of their tail. Yeah. And some people will say like, well, you can tell by their voice because they'll be chippy chippy. All little duckies are chippy chippy for a long time. So that's that's not yeah. the easiest way to tell. And then when they get a little, as they mature, they start to exhibit those traits. Yeah. And if you're lucky, if you've got certain breeds of duck, or is this chickens, I'm thinking. There's some breeds where you can tell male or female by the markings when they're born. But only um, certain ones. Those are chicken. I think the golden comets, you can tell right off the bat if they're female or male. I think it depends, but Sorry. I don't know. I'm not Yeah, there was one. I remember looking it up, but there was like one that I found that you could actually tell, and everybody else was like, eh. <laughs> I think it was the we'll golden see. comets. They were okay. bred to be able to tell right off. Let's just, we should breed all of them like that, so we can always tell them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we've got these. We've got these two ducks. One of them is younger than the other, and not by much though. Only by a couple of days. It's oh, it's because she's a Pekin. Because yeah. they were both younger. We put them in with the ducks that we ordered, well, and they were no, younger. Millie was born first, and we didn't have the the ducks yet so she hung out with the chickens for a day oh that's and right then the ducks came and then we transferred her with the ducks because chickens are rude and yeah so she hung out with the chickens for a day and then we moved her to the ducks and then bucky was born i think maybe it was three or four days later it's because bucky i think is a uh their mother is a, a runner a black indian runner yeah and we think Bucky is part Mallard. Because she's so much smaller still. So Yeah, she's a little bitty. That's why I keep thinking of Millie as being older, but <laughs> she's not. She's just a different kind of duck. Yeah. So Millie is the largest and Bucky is the smallest. Yeah. And then we get more. And then we got more. So the teenagers, they, they were still in the house at the time. And then a couple... Wait, what happened? It was, oh, a couple, there was an egg that hatched but didn't make it. We, we had. Under the chickens. We think one of the chickens did not want those babies to survive. Basically, one of the chickens, totally cool, there were found some, Bucky and Millie under her that, and everything yeah. was fine. That was Ardra. That was she, Ardra. She's a speckled Sussex. And then... Different chicken. We broke Ardra of being broody broody. It takes a while to break a chicken of that because we never had to do it before. But we broke her of it because she would still be sitting there if she had her way. And then it was the other speckleds, Aglish and... Abby side shared a nest and one of them did not want things to hatch. They well, it's more like you look down like you're not a chicken and you're not mine. 
And that's know. what we're guessing? I don't know. Two eggs in a week uh, tried to hatch and never got all the way out of the egg. And, and there was blood. It was it was a murder mess. So So I suggested uh, let's just take the rest of these eggs and put them in the incubator. We've had two hatch in a week. We'll see what happens. And then they we hatched like two more. Yeah. Um Larkal was first. And we call her they're all Scottish names now. So Lark cuz she wouldn't shut her mouth. <laughs> she <laughs> Because she was lonely, obviously. She's by herself. She was just yeah. constantly chirping, chirping, chirping. And this, the teenagers were still inside at the time, but they were too big, and she would have gotten trampled. So she had to be in her own separate brooder. So she could hear other ducks, but she was by herself. Yeah. And she was like, ah. And then another one hatched, and Kara's like, oh, look, look. She's all excited that a duck hatched. <laughs> like, oh, God. So we give it a day. To dry out and stuff, yeah. and then we Wisha. put we put Usha in. I always think of the Bad Boys movies where Martin Lawrence holds his ears and goes Wusha <laughs> to relax. But it, no, it's Wusha. It's Wusha. 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 But we put her in with was it Lark? Lark. Yeah. Put her in with Lark, and suddenly Lark calms down. Yeah. Like oh, okay, you were you were lonely. That's She's still loud when she cheep cheeps, but but it's not a constant. It's not constant thing. anymore. And I did hold her as much as I could. Yeah, we're trying to socialize them a little bit. Yeah. With with human contact. I did that with the others too. Like what we had them in. We had the ones I ordered for was this PVC dog pool. And to clean it, I actually, I didn't get in it, but I was like halfway in it because I'm short anyway. So I was reaching all over them and moving them and they're used to me. They don't, they're not afraid of me. They play with my rings and yeah. Different with me. (laughs) I don't go in there enough. Here's the thing. The ducks are naturally going to be a little skittish about you. Unless you, unless you socialize with them a lot. Like, it takes a lot to not have a duck social, like, skittish. Because even if you're with them several times a day, unless you're with them all of the time. Like, Bray is the only one not skittish. And that's he was because... A, he lived indoors. He lived indoors for so many months. He was and born in winter. We couldn't... He had to be fully feathered before he could go out. Yeah. I tried to use a, one of those duck diapers on him. He was not having that. So yeah. I just carried him around in a tub with puppy pads and a and like a soft thing under him. And I carried him around the house. <laughs> so we watched TV together. We did puzzles. Yeah, that's the only that's the only way to make a duck not skittish of you. <laughs> The natural state of them is to run away when you get too close to them. Um, because think about it. You're a giant, and, and you've got these two big feet that could crush things, and you're walking around, and it's kind of scary. So as a result, now that for all the, the ducks we have that are adults, how they relate to us when they're young affects the, the kind of bubble that we have as, as humans. 
and care last when I talk about the bubble, but it's it's just it's my description of how far away the duck wants you to be. When I when I'm trying to lead the ducks around, as I walk towards them, they start to walk away. If I go to the left, I can push them to the right. I can kind of manipulate where they go, and I can make myself larger on one side or the other or both by raising my arms and sticking my arms out. And my bubble is extremely large. I, I, I can direct the ducks from a good distance, but I can't get very close to them unless I corner them. Whereas Kara can walk right up to a lot of them. I can grab one and hug them. <laughs> yeah, but when she's trying to convince them to go to bed... It's super hard. It's very difficult because she can get... And so imagine a circle, like where you're standing, imagine a, a circle around you. And as you walk towards the duck... You're bumping the duck with that, like a big bubble, right? So if you're a little bit over to the side, you're going to bump the duck off to the side. Just imagine imagine that as a way of moving a duck around. So if your bubble is, is really small, you, you can't command a, a lot of distance for the duck. So you're going to be really close, and if the duck jumps to the side, you have to run all the way around the duck to direct them again. It's more work on your part. Yeah. So basically, Kara has to work a lot harder to move the ducks around. She Now, if she has treats or something, it's a lot easier for her to lead the ducks around. So there's advantages sometimes. But for me personally, I, I maintain a little bit more distance so that I can have a larger bubble. And I guess it's good if you have a partner, one of you be the bad cop, one of you be the good cop. Yeah. <laughs> Because there's advantages to having a smaller bubble and having a larger bubble, and they're going to be in different situations. Yeah. If one's injured, per se, then it's easier to grab them if you have a smaller bubble and help them, whereas, you know. Yeah, in that case, so. I would stay back and Kara would approach. Yeah. So, but, but we're trying to get them to go to bed, and it's summer, and it's still daylight, and they're the ducks like, are like, no. what the hell? What are you doing? We're playing in the pool. What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> so it's, it's harder for her. And if someone's being difficult, I can take one step to one side or the other and have a larger influence over where they go. Yeah, so that, that's kind of, it's kind of like duck relationship 101, I guess. Yeah. So let's go through the list of the chicken ducks. <laughs> the, the ducks that we've gotten from chickens that are broody birdie, just putting the eggs under there. The, first, we, we found two ducklings, live ducklings, underneath an actual chicken in the nest. Yes, under Ardra, because she is the sweetest chicken. Yeah, that was Millie and Bucky, so that's two. Yeah. And then we had the misfires, because not all chickens are happy about finding ducks in their nests. Or maybe because they were sharing a nest, I don't know. Not sure. I'm not sure. I don't but know. after that, bring everything in. And then we hatched because they were really almost ready to go. They really just, we finished them off in the incubator. Yeah. So then we end up with a lark hatches. And then Wisha hatches after that. And lark is no longer lonely. Yeah. <laughs> then shortly after that, two more hatch together. It was a week later. A week later? Yeah, because lark and Wish were alone for a while. And the teenagers moved out. And then we upgraded Lark and Wish into the black tub. Yeah, the stock tank that we got. Yeah. And then... 
And then two more hatched. It was like two a more, week later, I think. Two more hatched, like, at the same time. We had two ducklings. And I was uh, talking about how we have all the ducks now, and this is a lot of ducks. And I was trying to figure out, like, how many could we possibly have? I mean, there's only, I think there's only a couple more eggs in this incubator that haven't, and I lifted up. He doesn't the, look inside first. He just lifts the whole thing up. I just lift up. the lid up so I can look at the eggs real quick. <laughs> Which and, you should not do, by the way. Yeah, you're not supposed to. It lets all the warm air out. You're not and supposed to. if one's piping, pipping, it could cause a shrink wrap scenario. Yeah, which we'll get into. But I just lifted it up because I, I honestly believed that there were two eggs. And there was a duckling in there. <laughs> it's like, hello. It's like... <laughs> So in the, Kara was in the process of like winding up to yell at me for lifting the lid like that. And then she saw the duck and she was like, oh, I'm like, oh, you're so beautiful. <laughs> she was a little too. She's still little. We put her in with the others a little too early. Probably a little too early. We gave her a little time to dry out, but she was, she's definitely smaller than the other two, and she might be a little—I don't know—a little different. But it's hard to say because they could be different mixes. That's true, but she is adorable, and she's running around with the others. So, so all in all, so far we got Millie, Bucky, Larkal, Wishaw, and then the three new ones are Steps, Dice, and Oakley is the baby little yellow one. So that's seven. Seven that we've hatched. And then... From chickens. From chickens. And then there's one last broody duck yes. that, unlike the others, chose an excellent place for a nest. Delphin, who is also a black Indian runner, decided to make a nest in the chicken house behind some of the... I have like a shelf... I don't know what it is. It's like a two-layer shelf thing that I tried to use as nesting box areas, but no one was having it. So it's just there right now. Just it's there. We put things on, on top of it, and she went behind it. She went behind it, and we couldn't find her for the longest time because I honestly thought she was also taken. So. And then we saw her like, oh, that's where you're at. Oh, I mean, Kara okay. found her. So she's been sitting on that nest for a while, and how did we find the first two? Did we just, did I just pick her up because I was curious? I know, I saw a baby uh, under, well not under her, next to her. Baby. Oh, that's right. She was standing up. I was cleaning, and no, she wasn't standing. No? She was still lying down. But the ba sometimes the babies peek out and want to hang out outside. That's right, and she mama. doesn't have to necessarily warm the baby the way she would an egg. So. so ducks are a little different than chickens. Ducks are more tolerant to coldness and can... They're just more tolerant. They're more hardy in general. They are. But it's still scary because you want to make sure they're warm and stuff. But they don't have to be as warm as a chicken. So... And a duck will just lead her brand new babies walking around the property if yeah, you lead her to did. it. So yeah. the, we did not, I feel bad. Delphin's going to hate us forever. Kara wasn't sure what to do. Should we leave them there? Should we, should we leave the, it was, that was just, was that one or that two? That was two. 
Who? Two that we found. Okay, the first Yesterday two. we found them. So there's two ducklings in there. And One Kara, was still kind of wet. Kara didn't know what to do. Like, should we leave them with her? It's like, well, she's going to lead them around the property. Well, the problem, and, yeah, the thing is, she's in the chicken house. Chickens are mean and rude. And we've already had a chicken kill some ducklings that were trying to hatch. So... And then we got goats jumping around and... Accidents from and a we goat have, trampling. We now have a predator out there that we don't know what it is. So our best scenario is to bring them inside until they're big enough and that their survival rate will be better. Plus inside they get uh, electrolytes and vitamins in their water. They get exactly the right kind of food. Yeah. All the variables. So Kara was... Kara didn't want to take her... I felt Her bad. baby's away. And I said, like, like this... We want this kid to... We want these ducklings to live. Let's... Because otherwise it's called the wild and you're rolling your dice with whether these ducklings survive. So I make Brian be the bad guy again. I took the ducklings <laughs> away from the mom and made her all mad. Yeah. But... Then today we go and Kara's like, you should check under her again. I was like, fine. So, I heard something when I was cleaning in there. I wasn't sure what the chickens, like the little chickies still make the little peep peeps. So it's a little uh, confusing. So so yeah, there was one more under her today. And yeah. I, we, we brought that one inside too. Meanwhile, I yesterday I grabbed a couple of her eggs from the nest and put them in the incubator because... It's better if we just find them inside in the incubators and wonder if they're okay out there. Yeah. So I put a couple in, and Kara's waiting for them to hatch, and one of them apparently exploded. Yeah, it kind of went kaput in the the incubator. Not it, like a duckling, but it was like when you hard boil an egg too long, and it just explodes on you. It, yeah, it. I I cleaned up the eggshell today, and because I would have thrown up. It looked like somebody had squirted spray foam in there. <laughs> it was gross. It, it, so there was know. no duckling. It's just a, something, a chemical reaction happened and it built up pressure and the egg burst. So and I didn't know that was possible. It smelled I, I, was so bad. I've never even heard of that, but it stunk up the whole incubator. <clears throat> so we had to take the two remaining eggs and put them in another thing and put the incubator lid on top. And I went and cleaned out the rest of the incubator. So... When I picked up those two eggs, they were definitely like lopsided. Like they definitely had a lot of weight in in one side of the egg. Uh, one's so, been in there for a long time though, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if they're hits or misses, but we'll hopefully see. misses because we got plenty of ducks already. We, we have do. so many ducks now. We do have a lot of ducks. What's the count? What's the count right now? It's like so two, four, five, six, seven, ten. Ten. Another 10 ducks no. that we have One, hatched. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, 10. Yeah, eight, nine, ten. yeah. <laughs> 10. And we don't know how many more eggs are under her. Did you count? Couple. No. So I didn't want to take all her eggs away because she's already mad at us. <laughs> so we've ordered 10 and we hatched 10. And the ones we hatched, we don't know if they're male or female. So we don't know what the ratio so, is. Good times. <laughs> so, so the. The dilemma with having a good ratio of male-female is that there's mating season. Technically, it's all year round, but there's a definite higher peak during spring, and the males kind of go cray-cray. 
and the females get picked on and the, we- the unfortunate like I, I don't want to paint a picture because you might not like ducks as much but the 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 male basically holds the female's head like the back of her neck with his bill and it if she gets too much attention it'll pluck the feathers on her neck and she looks really rough so you basically want the male attention spread out amongst a bunch of females. Although the sad part is that we have seven ducks in our upfront area for the handicap section. And two of them are males, five are females. But there's always one that gets the most attention. So she looks the most rough, which is sad and it's heartbreaking. But there's not a whole lot you can do because there's I mean what well, we, we do, do we do keep them separate at night sometimes like we, we, we've got like during the peak season we do right now yeah we don't because we got to separate the teenagers from the older ducks during but the night even in the front in the hotel we would take um, put a barrier in the way and put the two males in their own area so at least at night the females wouldn't be bothered. But it mostly happens during the day because they sleep at night. So Yeah, yeah, but it's what we can control easily because we don't have a lot of different pastures. If you have a lot of land and you have different pastures, you could actually take the male ducks and just put them in a different section. Yeah. And that would just solve the problem right there. I wish we could do that. Although there is a chance they would fight each other and there would be bad things. I don't know. There's no great solution, I guess, really. One silver lining in all this, if you want to glass half full the situation, is sometimes there'll be a Pekin that's trying to get a black Indian runner and she is not into it. So she just runs away. And you see basically an Indian runner very easily marching away and the Pekin waddling after and completely unable to keep up. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of funny. Although it's also funny because your ducks will form cliques even if they're all raised together and um, two of our Indian runners, Greystones and Hollyfurt, have taken to Cove who is our original Pekin duck and to Boston who is the son of Cove. So they've kind of paired off together and are kind of inseparable at this point. Yeah, it's it's interesting to see them form little groupings. What was that? like you'd call them high school cliques. Yeah, little high school cliques cuz sometimes they act like teenage girls. And and they they have distinct communities. It's weird. It's weird. Like some of there's two Mallard boys who hang out together and then Ferns who we raised hangs out with our he other out, ducks. He hangs out with the Baker's Dozen. Well, the Baker's Dozen broke up. Well, whatever's left of them. The Baker's Dozen is 12 ducks that we ordered that we call... It was 12 ducks plus ferns. Yeah. So Baker's big, Dozen, that's what that was. But They're couple, no longer a full click. They, well, a couple are gone now. And then yeah. uh, some of the Baker's Dozen decide to join the Dynamic Six group. We have nicknames for all the <laughs> little groups. What happens is when we get them and raise them, we give the group a name because they're real tight for a while. 
And then when they get older, they go and form their own social groupings, and it's not the same yeah. as what we started them with. So our names don't apply for very long. So it makes it harder. Although most of the time I can tell who is who. Brian, however, can't really. But Not normally, no. No. It's because I spend a lot of time with them. But I can tell who Ferns is because of who he hangs out <laughs> with. Yeah. And each duck has their own unique personality. So none of them are the same. So you can kind of tell after a while. And, and they are. I, I don't mean to make it sound like. They're not comfortable with me around. They are. It, like if they're if they're napping or something and I'm walking through the property, they don't mind if I walk right past them. But I do I do make a point of steering around the ducks and giving them a little bit of space just to demonstrate I'm not gonna step on you. I'm just coming I'm going by. And it's enough of a normal occurrence that they don't like they'll open up one eye while they're sleeping and they'll look at look at me. Like, well, side eye. <laughs> give me some side eye. Like, what are you doing, buddy? And then I'll walk past them and they're fine. So the, the moral of the story is don't get ducks. <laughs> no. I love my ducks. Uh, ducks. You will have to get kitty pools. Don't get big pools for them. No. Definitely get kitty pools that you can easily dump every day and refill and clean. because Or every two days. It depends on... Yeah. Unless you have a pond that can take care of itself, uh, yeah. And that is bigger than you think it is. For <laughs> nature to take care of it, it has to be large enough to have an ecosystem in it. Yeah, especially with ducks because they are gross. They're so messy. It's like you fill a kiddie pool full of beautiful crystal clear water. Five and minutes later. <laughs> one, one duck sticks her bill in there to wash it out and it's just like a cloud of mud. <laughs> Everywhere. So you just got to accept that the water's not going to be clear for very long. They're going to turn it into no. mud water immediately, and it's normal for them. But you, you should clean them out. Like, those kitty pools you can clean out easily every day. We have a couple bigger stock tanks that we do every other day. We shouldn't do them both in the same day. We should describe that. They're, they're 50-gallon stock tanks. And they're not the really big, tall ones for cattle. They're they're lower uh, yeah. because we we have ramps like set up so the ducks can get in there and get out. And if if a duck wanted to just jump off the side of it, it's not very high, and so they don't they don't get in from just any direction. They get in from the ramp. Yeah, they definitely but, need the ramp to get in. But they get out from any direction, and we put a rock. I put a big rock in there. So that when they're trying to get out, they can step on the rock. If the water level gets too low or something, they can step on the rock and definitely get out. Uh, that's 50 gallons. Yeah. So we, we don't fill that. Like we, we try to let those go a couple of days. And I put some stuff in there to keep the algae from growing because it's, it's large enough and we leave it long enough that over time it gets kind of green. So I buy this stuff from a website that... Maybe they'll sponsor us one day. They're, it's it's called the Pond Guy. Just just Google it. The Pond Guy. They have some cool stuff. Yeah, they're they're it's all pond supplies and pool supplies and stuff like that. And they have this stuff called Algae Fix that I put into the tanks when I'm filling them up, and it just prevents the algae from from happening. Now, now if you there's warnings on that label of don't put too much or reduce the oxygen level in the water, and it, it, that's for fish. The ducks seem to be fine. Um, I don't get greedy with it. Little little bit will do you, but that allows those. Th but they still get muddy. 
that those things still get full of mud so oh, fast yeah. and eventually I have to dump them. Another suggestion I would have is because we're on a slope, I took a bunch of rocks and cinder blocks, built a retaining wall and built a level area for those two tanks. But when I dumped them out, they affect the grass. They, they drown out the grass. So we have to be careful with how often we dump them out so the grass can recover. You could end up with some dead spots on your property. Or potholes because the ducks love to dig when there's a yeah. puddle of water. So these rainstorms have not helped. But the ducks love it. <laughs> yeah, the life cycle of that is there's there's a the rain comes. Um, if there's a an opening in the grass, a little bit of dirt, the earthworms will come out because it's it's wet and they they're trying to get to the air, and the ducks will just eat the earthworms and they'll they'll forage for whatever, and all they're messing around with their bills digs a hole in that spot and then they go rinse their mouth out and turn the water muddy and they come back and they dig more and it just it's it's an ever-increasing pothole that puddle that and then it dries out and you have a big hole there so it's it's a ducks will tear the place up they will but so will chickens they also make pot oh my god chickens will will scratch and dig a hole so that's another problem so you really can't win with birds, but... Get fill, get a truckload of fill dirt. Whether love them or hate them. Have it on standby. <laughs> There's another point that you should have things that the ducks can go under for safety or oh, yeah. to sleep. So our ducks are weird. And even though they have these lovely buildings that they can go into that are cleaned every day, uh, we have these... We got a bench that a lot of them like to hang under, and these little outdoor dog beds. Um, I have found many a duck under and over them. They like to sit on them as well, as well as the chickens. Those are are little. <laughs> they're like a, a metal frame with a kind of a canvas stretched. You can get them at Chewy. They're meant, they're meant for a, like a Labrador to lay on. Yeah. And the, because they're not actually on the ground, it allows the air to to vent heat. It's, it's a, it it's keeps like the dog a, cooler. Yeah, it's like a mesh on top. Easy to clean. We got them for the goats, but everybody loves them, so we got to get more. And then we recently, I recently, since I'm making a little more money with my bakery, I got them a outdoor hoop. Building livestock. What is it called? It's from a company Shelter called Shelter Logic. Shelter Logic. It's yeah. a. It's it's just called a portable portable shelter for livestock. There's different ones, but I got the one for livestock, so it's shorter. It's about five feet tall, maybe at the center, and it's kind of like a. For the lack of a, a better way to describe it, uh, like a semicircle, like. Yeah. It's a hoop. It's a hoop. Tank. It's a half pipe, but it's not. It's kind of like spread out. And so far, the, I'm, I'm grateful that the goats haven't tried to jump on it because it's just a metal frame with a big tarp over it. They've had. They have headbutted it and scratched their backs and stuff on it, but so far it's still standing. Brian it, was nice enough to put it together today. It anchors <laughs> in real well. It's basically just a, a way to get out of the sun and out of the rain. 
And for our birds, if there's a an eagle or a hawk or something, they can get under it and be safe. Yeah. And I'm curious to see how it goes in winter because as I snow blow and dig towards it, that's going to be a little area where there's, you know, things mm-hmm. can hang out. So it's going to be fun yeah. to see what it's like in the winter. So we, we put it down. We're on a hill. Again, we're, we're on a hill. So I, I put it uh, arranged um, up and down on the hill so that basically the water would just flow right through it. I didn't put it side. I didn't put it uh, perpendicular to the the incline. I put it parallel to the incline, so that because um, I was I was worried if I put it the other way that that it would pool up water in it or something. Mm, yeah. So this way the water flows right through it, and we can kind of see who's hanging out in there. Yeah, we put it where there's no coverage. Like the other pastures, there's trees, and that's where their houses are. So I'm not as worried. Yeah, we have a lot of cover. Yeah. As far as trees go. And I also have, we have little, well, they're big dog houses that I have scattered everywhere in case, just in case. I've seen chickens in them, the goats go in them or on them, so. But they're warmer because they're they're a house. Yeah. So in the, in the summer they get you out of the sun, but they are, you go in and out the same entrance. Yeah. The other thing you got is the new thing is the shelter is kind of a it, because it's like a hoop they can just walk right through it. Right. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. The first day the goats are intrigued. Oh, there's a chicken under it right now. So it's heavy duty and it it's <laughs> meant for livestock. So hopefully it'll last. Hopefully and hopefully we can get more. We'll see what happens though. And it's dark green and it just blends in with the grass pretty well. It doesn't look like an eyesore like. Yeah. Like we've also got an easy up tent we put recently to kind of serve the same purpose. Well, but- it was mostly for the teenage ducks when they're out there because when you put baby birds out, not baby birds, you want them a little older, but you know what I mean. You don't want them to be exposed to the air in case something swoops down and takes them. So- they are snack sized. They are. That's the problem. And we have hawks and eagles around here, so we needed something to cover them. Basically. So we had one of those foldable dog things from the park, like a dog kennel, kennel pen, whatever you want to call it. A dog pen, I guess. And we, we put a couple of those together to give them enough room and put them under an easy up. And it also gives the other animals time to see them and get to know them. Yeah. You always want to acclimate new animals. Although the goats, we don't really get a chance to do. And we're getting sheep next week. And we don't really get to do that because we only have... We only have so much space. So much space. And we don't have a separate building to acclimate. But... So now the, the we're know. calling them the teenagers. But the, yeah. the adolescent <laughs> ducks are now walking the property. But that easy up uh, tent is still there. And we'd meant it for farmer's markets when we were still doing those. Yeah, but so we'll it, have to take it down because we will be doing events. But Yeah, but it's still there. Provide some shade and, and stuff. That's a good tent. Easy up oh, it's, is it's great. definitely better than some of those cheapies we've gotten in the past. But it's blue and it's an eyesore. Yeah. It doesn't look like it belongs. <laughs> Whereas the Shelter Logic shelter blends in nicely with the grass. Yeah. It looks like it belongs there. So, so, so far, very, very happy with it. So far, so good. We'll see what happens in a couple days. 
<laughs> so that's, I think we've covered, just at the end of the day, just don't get ducks. No, get ducks. They're adorable. They're personable. They got great personalities, all depending what kind of duck you get. But And you can just look out your window and see duck drama, and it's better than TV. <laughs> it really is. I, we have our dining room set up as my office, dining room, lounge area, and it's... This is where the sliding glass sliding door is. Sliding door, and I can see all the things, and it's amazing. She just sits on the couch, uh, <laughs> works works on her stuff. Try to do work, but... And she looks out at the all the goats and animals running around. Watching everybody, and if I see something wrong, I can just easily run out there. So that makes it better. The real moral of the story, I think, get is... Get sliding glass doors. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I think it's get kiddie pools. Kitty pools are definitely a win. I would even forego the stock tanks. Yeah. I would. I mean, I like them. They're hard for me to tip over. And it's a lot of water. I have to tip them over. It's a lot of water, but the the ducks can actually sit in them and let their legs just sway. Yeah, the mallards love sleeping in them, so we probably will not forego them. But we are. You know. We already have them. Yeah. But in, in the other, the kitty, the little kitty pools, now they sell like five foot diameter kitty pools. That's not what I'm talking about. We're talking about the little ones. Yeah. The little your, bitty ones. For your toddlers to. Yeah. That allows the ducks to bathe in them and just get in them and get wet and, and wash their mouths out and, and all kind of, all kind of good stuff. So, and, and it's real easy to tip over. And I would recommend having a few of those. And if you have level enough ground. Level enough. <laughs> Just keep moving those around and you won't kill your grass. Yeah. As long as they're not like in the same place all the time. Even though ducks don't like change, they're, they're also drawn to water. So you should be okay. They'll find it, but they won't like it. <laughs> They'll be upset that it got moved, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's all for today. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about ducks. All about ducks. And how you shouldn't get them. Nope. Always get ducks. <laughs> Prefer ducks over chickens, although I love my chickens, so, you know, I love them all. Equally and... Mommy does not have favorites. I do not have favorites. <laughs> Even though you said the Welshies were your favorites. No, they're so pretty. If you look up a Welshie female, they are so pretty. I won't tell the Mallards. The mallards are beautiful too with their green heads, although now they're transitioning to their camouflage, so they're getting brown heads, so they're turning brown. That's what the males do to camouflage from predators during the summer months. But during spring, when it's mating season, they got the bright green head for looking gorgeous. pretty. They oh, gotta, they're gorgeous. They got to attract all the ladies, so yeah. And we'll be able to tell you soon what it looks like when you mix uh, <laughs> runners and duclairs with various other ducks. Yeah, we have so many mixes now. But I've read, I don't know if it's true, that once you mix and they lay eggs, they do not hatch babies. I don't know if it's true. I don't know. That's what... So they're hybrids like a mule? Yeah. So okay. I, I don't know. It could I be wouldn't false. Mind, I wouldn't mind that at all if we just had a limitation yeah. on the ducks. I'm not going to hatch any next year because I, 
I That's right. I don't even think our building's big enough for all the ducks we have now. But Correct. We gotta figure out the humidity issue, but that's a whole other episode we can touch on. Yeah, the mm-hmm. maintenance of the building. Yeah. yeah so. All right. So. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> See you next Sorry. week. Thanks. Bye. <laughs>